Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hello, everyone. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. I am, of course, your EP, Jessie. You guys just heard a couple of great tracks, starting off with Sushi by Mandark featuring Gummy Bear Man from their new album, Butter 88. And before that, you guys also heard Makeup Shadow by Tokimeki Records featuring Hikari. On tonight's show, you will be hearing from our amazing hosts, including Tracy, Saruki, Lee, JP, and of course, myself. You can't forget about me. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about some of the recent news, including JYP's new audition show, A2K. Now, what might be special about an audition show, you may ask? Well, JYP is looking to source trainees from America and solely from America and make a K-pop group from it. So that's that's the point of interest there. We will also be talking about um, Tony Leung's appearance in Eugene's new MV, Cool With You. Now, for everyone who doesn't know Tony Leung, he doesn't just randomly appear in things, but he appeared in Eugene's new music video, which is surprising considering that he did not get paid anything to appear in it. So we will be speaking more about that. Um, and on to some more funny news. Um, a certain Japanese insurance company in Japan has decided that they wanted to create a life insurance dating sim so that young people would learn about life insurance and be interested in life insurance. Um, we don't know if that's going to work, but we're going to be discussing it nonetheless. And of course, we will be ending our show with a bit of a chill recommendation segment. Um, to everyone who reads out there, and to p- particularly to the readers out there who think we need more Asian representation in the publishing industry, us here at APN thought it would be fitting to recommend some books by Asian authors that we want to read. Welcome one, welcome all to Asian Pop Nation on Sin, where you guys just heard a couple of great tracks, starting off with Switch by Rini Walandari, and before that you guys heard Lonely by Shin Sakura featuring Bane from their new album Inner Division. And even more before that, you guys of course heard Gold by Little Dragon, which is also from their new album, Slugs of Love. Um, In this upcoming little segment, we thought it would be very fitting to bring to the spotlight a certain show that has recently been releasing episodes. And I believe thus far they have two episodes out at the time of airing. Um, But JYP has decided to do something a little... A little interesting, a little new. He decided to take um, an audition program to America and to source American trainees for an all-American K-pop group that he hopes to eventually create. Now, if this concept sounds out of the blue and totally random to you, it, it was, and we were shocked when we heard it. So, yeah, we will be talking more about that. Hello, this is Asian Pop Nation on Sin, and this segment we're going to be talking about another K-pop audition show. K-pop audition shows are like a mainstay of K-pop. Ever since third gen, every single group has basically been formed from a survival show. It's pretty common. Um, so 
there's a new one coming out that actually started last week on the 14th of July. And this is a new show that's basically being put together by JYP, starring JYP, Park Jun Yong, the man himself. And the premise of this survival show is a bit different to most other shows in that it's about getting a bunch of American people and trying to form a K-pop group from them as opposed to Korean or other Asian trainees, which is what usually happens. So this show is called A2K and that is probably going to end up being the name of the group, A2K. Um, and there are three episodes out so far, but I myself have watched one episode of the show and the, the other APN members have also watched bits of the first episode. And we just wanted to give our initial thoughts on this um, extremely interesting K-pop survival show. Extremely interesting is correct. From yes. the few clips that I saw of this show, JYP is just ruthless. <laughs> like there's a clip that I saw where she's crying and she's like, yeah, I'm not confident in my dancing. And then it cuts to him just going, obviously you're not that good, but <laughs> and it's like, whoa, man, she's like 12 and crying. Anyways, the actual like show itself very interesting. Like, will they sing in Korean or English? Yeah, that's another thing I was also curious about because K-pop is K-pop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's Korean. And that yeah. also kind of begs the question of what makes K-pop K-pop? Oh, I actually have an answer for this because oh, I've okay. spent a long time thinking about this. Okay, so previously in the past, people say that K-pop is a genre of music. Uh, which is wrong. I think K-pop is an industry. I think that's the best way to describe it. And as an industry, the thing which makes K-pop K-pop is A, the K-pop training system and B, like the K-pop companies um, and how they promote these K-pop idols, like the channels that they promote on, like the music mm. shows, the YouTube channels they go on, the ways they interact with fans. I think that is what makes a group K-pop. So we've already had groups such as XG. Like XG is under a subsidiary of AVEX, which is a Japanese company. And all the girls are like not Korean, but they all got K-pop training and they promote on like K-pop marketing avenues. So they feel like a K-pop group, even though they sing it in English and they're all Japanese, or, you know. Oh. So that's my answer. Um, anyway, oh, okay. I kind of jumped down your throat. But yeah, when people say K-pop is a genre, I'm like, it's not a genre. It's an industry. Okay. So going off of that, do you think that this group will fit in K-pop if they were to be formed? I mean, this show is very similar to a show that was recently also produced by JYP called the Nisi U Project, which made a group of Japanese girls to form like a JYP trained pop group. So Nisi U are not super popular in the West, but their main target is the Japanese market. And I think they're pretty popular there. So I think A2K will be an interesting experiment. I know that Republic Records is also like behind the show and they're like the company that like Drake is signed to them. A whole bunch of really famous artists. I think Taylor Swift as well. So they have the support in the American front. Whether or not it will translate to real actual success will be interesting mm -hmm. because I think that American people look for very different things from American stars and Korean stars. I think part of the reason why K-pop is popular is because of that level of remove you have from it being like people who aren't from the same country as you. There's a foreignness that seems cool and yeah, exotic that. to people, yeah. I guess. That's so interesting mm. because they're not going, like, will they be, like, when they're promoting, I guess, in, like, the K-pop industry, Yeah, like, would they then have to, like, um, learn Korean and all that? Because... Yeah, they would. <laughs> right. 
they would uh but they're yeah. singing in english as well they're singing in english okay but they would still need to learn korean just to get by right like there's so many behind the scenes things like i'm assuming all their mv people would still be korean mm, exactly like stylists they every all their staff is still korean the jlp staff even training i think training is the main thing like all their teachers are probably going to be korean but yeah i know it's interesting to think about because yeah, we've never really had, I guess we have like Black Swan, but they're very much seen as a niche group with a gimmick. Yeah, usually K-pop people are like, if not Korean, then Chinese or Japanese or Thai. Yeah. They sort of stick to this sort of mm-hmm. certain number of ethnicities. <laughs> so it would be interesting to be like, oh, this blue-eyed girl from Missouri or Wisconsin is now a K-pop star. That would be interesting. I wonder how people will react to that. So this show, it's like really popular with international fans, but do you know if like Koreans themselves are watching it? Uh, I think, I mean, it's in English, right? Like right. Oh, all the dialogue true. is in English and the subtitles but the are in English. the editing is like Korean. But the editing is Korean. <laughs> it's so <laughs> interesting. Yo, I want to talk about that. It's yeah. so weird just seeing Korean style editing over like American people and like mm. English. It's so weird. For those of you who don't know what Korean editing is, Korean editing, they like to take various shots from different angles of the same scene and replay it. They stop it, they replay it, they stop it again, and they replay it, and they show the reactions of multiple people. And it is like a very Korean style of like reality TV show editing. Yes. Um, so it's weird to see it in an American context or like a Western context because like Americans don't edit like that. It's yes. so out of whack. Yeah, watching this, I was reminded of K-pop Star 3. It's edited pretty much exactly the same way. Someone says something very innocuous and normal and then emotional guitar music starts playing. And then it's like a flashback sequence and they'll be like, wow, deep backstory. The other thing Uh is the captions. Like Kendall, this girl is dancing in her audition and this caption flashes up on stage that says, great expression by Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Just there. But they have that in like Korean yeah. shows. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And and another this is my favorite example in the first episode. Um JYP goes to Chicago and to loosen up his crew before they start the day, he says, I feel so ready because they ate deep dish pizza and they all laugh awkwardly. And a caption appears on screen that says, I ate deep dish pizza. <laughs> what the heck? Wait, oh the captions are all in English, right? Yeah, they are. I think I heard from a lot of people like when they first experienced this type of Korean editing was from the show Physical 100. Right. Like someone would like, I don't know, like punch someone and then they would be like, gasp, and then like another reaction. But it would be like a replay of the same scene like four times. And there were so many memes made about that. But yeah, this is so interesting because everything's in English. Yeah, like they don't do little text on the screen. Like literally, um, they'd be like, a girl made a mistake. And then they literally put a caption on the screen that said, made a mistake with the circle around mistake. Oh, <laughs> like, that's brutal. <laughs> these kids are like 16 years old. Yeah. It's funny as well, because it's in English. You don't have, I feel like when you see things written down and translated, they tend to be translated a little bit formally, maybe, than the way they came across when they were spoken. Whereas we can hear just how awkward these 16-year-olds are. They're just saying, like, whatever, because they're, like, out of their minds and in an audition. And then the editing team goes, like, oh, 
that's so deep and then they like replay it and then they put emotional music behind it and you're just thinking like no that's not deep at all wait have you watched episode one and two no i've only watched episode one but it was a trip but will Um, you watch two and three no i think i'll prefer to watch it through like fun edits it was kind of rough to get through because i know that the first couple episodes is pretty much like k-pop star three as i said it's just auditions from people Mm. coming in it's kind of boring because it's just like there's no structure to it you're not attached to any of the participants it will get more interesting as it goes on. Um, the stakes are higher. But also, I don't know if I want to see that because these are all 16-year-old kids <laughs> and I don't want to see them get stressed and nervous and JYP be mean to them and stuff like that. <laughs> he says, like, the most mean stuff, but he's, like, smiling. He's like, did you ever um, learn how to sing? I wrote this down. He literally just says to one of the girls, even though you're so lacking in skill, <laughs> I think you might have what it takes wait what jeez but he's just very honest honestly i guess he's used to like being someone who critiques like trainees that are debuting under his company it's a very asian thing as well to be very direct with your critiques i think americans are not direct so that contrast is even more like in your face (laughs) i look forward to seeing the compilations after the show is complete (laughs) i don't have the patience to sit through like another 10 episodes of this or whatever yeah i'll probably just see what comes on my feed but yeah no, i won't be watching <laughs> yeah so that's a2k um a little jop centered show featuring some trainees that might be debuting in a group soon very interesting cross-cultural experience if you're interested in cross-cultural experiences maybe check out like the first five minutes i think that will give you enough of the sort of whiplash of watching the show that you'll need cool this has been asian pop nation see you in the next segment Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation, where we just talked all about A2K. That is the new JYP audition program that he is bringing to America. So maybe a few years down the line, we will be seeing a K-pop group made almost entirely of Americans, um, which will be interesting to see and not something that is often seen in the K-pop scene. Uh, Usually they do look Asian, even if they're not... um, culturally Korean Um, but yeah in honor of that we will be playing a collection of three songs by k-pop artists you are tuned in to Asian Pop Nation on Sin where you guys just heard a couple of tracks by k-pop artists Uh, you first heard Seven by Jungkook featuring Lato and oh my god has this song been stuck in my head since its release um, it's so catchy, you do not understand, and oh my god. Um, but before that, you guys heard I Want by Ive, and even more before that, you guys heard Do Not Touch by Misamo, which is a subunit of JYP's girl group TWICE, and it is made of the Japanese members Mina, Sana, and Momo. Um, this, tr- a part of this song has been trending on TikTok, and... I am obsessed with them. Like, they are beautiful. The song is beautiful. The women are beautiful. Oh. But uh, moving on swiftly, we will be talking about another K-pop group. Um, You guys will surely have heard of New Jeans, um, which is a girl group from Adore. 
and they recently came back with a music video called Cool With You and a certain someone was featured in it. Um, there might be many names that come to mind when you think of someone being featured in a K-pop music video, but Tony Leung is definitely not one of them, um, at least definitely not the first one you think of, but he appeared in this New Jeans music video. Um, yes, we were all shocked, so we are going to talk about it. All right, so if you've been following K-pop within the last one year, you would know that the hottest thing around right now is the girl group New Jeans. They're doing a lot of things which are very atypical for a K-pop girl group, and because of that, uh, whenever they have a new release, people will check it out. Recently, they have been promoting a new EP, I believe. First song came out a while ago, Super Shy, and then we had their song New Jeans. And this week, we had a new music video drop for a couple of songs, Cool With You and Get Up. And the reason why everyone is talking about this right now is because of a couple of very actually extremely, extremely unexpected celebrity cameos in this music video. So I guess in a world where we had Usher and Lady Gaga in K-pop music shows and what does the fox say being performed live on Mama, the next logical step in K-pop crossovers would of course be Tony Leung in a New Jeans music video. Woof woof, Tony Leung. (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate reaction to Tony Leung's name. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he only appears in it for 10 seconds, but the fact that he appeared at all is incredibly insane to me um if you don't know tony lung for some reason tony lung is an extremely legendary hong kong actor known for his movies with one car Wai, chunking express a classic in the mood for love also a classic he's a very good actor he's basically like the asian de niro or daniel day lewis or jack nicholson he's sort of on that level and here he is making his debut his in a K-pop debut. music video I know, it's taken him 40 years or so to finally make his way to this point. But it has happened. He has appeared in a, a New Jeans music video. Can't believe it. Like, imagine Ariana Grande getting Robert De Niro to star in, in her music video for her new single. No, no, actually a better example would be like Olivia Rodrigo because she's new. Like, they're extremely popular, but New Jeans literally debuted last year. They are extremely new. I saw a post that was like, if you're being introduced to Tony Lung through the New Jeans music video, here's a list of films you should watch. <laughs> oh, it was so deranged. But yeah, wow. also in the music video, actually the main character of the music video is Hoyeon. Everyone knows her from Squid Game. She was Sebyuk in Squid <gasps> Game. Like the girl who's like North Korean and has a younger brother. Yes, I remember her. Yeah, she was um, really cool. I... <laughs> She's so tall in this music video. <laughs> That's all I have to say. She's a model, so she's like two meters tall. And in this music video, she just looms over several people. Um, Wait, including Tony Leung? Oh, obviously. Tony Leung is really short. Oh, is he? He's pretty short compared to her. Short king. He's a short king. No, short emperor. A short emperor. emperor. Yeah. But anyway, guys, how much money do you think Adol Eugene's label paid Tony Leung to appear in this music video? Because we know how much they paid him. You do? Yeah, we do. How can much I, do you can, think, JP? How um, much? Can I guess like thirteen million? Thirteen million? That's kind of overshooting it a bit. They actually paid him zero dollars. What? 
What? Wait, what? Huh? What do you mean? He appeared in it for free. Apparently, oh apparently, apparently. Okay, this isn't like official <laughs> oh. confirmed news, but apparently he appeared in the music video for free. It was uh-huh. actually his debut for real. For real, <laughs> no he was way. like he really needed the exposure. <laughs> yeah, apparently the director of like their company has a mutual friend, and she like pitched the script to him, and he was like, "Yeah, that sounds cool," and he what? appeared in it for free, wow. which is insane because this is Tony Long. Yeah. Imagine having so much money that you don't care about appearing in things for free. Yeah. Do you think Tony Long even knows what K-pop is? He has to, right? I'd like to think he doesn't. Yeah. Oh. I'd like to think that he also like doesn't. Do you think he knows the shy 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 choreo? Oh my god. I can imagine him doing the shy 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 choreo actually. I hope he becomes like a K-pop star without knowing that he's becoming one. Like they just. I think he kind of has. People are calling him Daddy on Sam Twitter. No. Oh, no, (laughs) Outacted the whole industry. Like, it's so weird to see K-pop fans interacting with Tony Lowe. Strange. Because usually people who know him are people who are a bit older and Mm -hmm. don't behave like K-pop stands. So it's really weird for him to be subject to this new audience. Ah, anyway, that's the new New Jeans music video, I guess. One question I want to ask all of you is, what other type of crossovers do you want to happen next in terms of extremely famous celebrities appearing in pop music videos? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm cooking. (laughs) So I'll take Al Pacino or something. (laughs) Al Pacino, the new New Jeans, you know. For sure. Maybe Min Hee Jin has a mutual friend with Al Pacino, like... I could see it. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be any more, like, unexpected than her having a mutual friend with Tony Lung. How about you, Lee? Is there any celebrity you want to see in the new jeans? I don't know. I feel like once you have Tony Lung, it's like, who even can top that? Yeah, because he's not only, like, extremely respected, he's also, like, very reclusive. He doesn't make a lot of public appearances. It's very hard to draw him out of his cave. And he came out of his cave for a new jeans music video. For, for zero dollars, yeah. For free. Zero maybe Keanu Reeves, like. Oh yes. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, maybe. Yeah, he's a pretty like quiet guy. I could guy. see him. I could see that happening. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. Keanu yes, Reeves, so... please. Other than that, no, we we can't really even imagine that because it's such a strange combination of two worlds. Um, I guess also it's strange because usually in K-pop music videos, the main focus is the K-pop group. But in this music video, the main focus is Hoyeon and Tony. And that is quite rare. Like, usually with story-based music videos, they want to make the lead actor one of the members, at least. But not with this one. Yeah, I watched a music video, but I didn't get who Tony Leung was to Hoyeon. Yeah, he just glares at her. Yeah, like across the road. Was like, oh, He's her father. He's her like, dad? you better yeah. get home right now. <laughs> the yeah. sun's down. So interesting. Yeah, apparently she's like playing a god... Oh. The god of like love or something. It's like Greek mythology inspired. And then he is like her father, but is also a god or something. And he's like disapproves of her. I don't know, falling oh, in love with a mortal wow. or something like that. Eugene's lore. I'm sure if you're at extreme Eugene terms, you have the whole mythology like written out with sticky notes and stuff, but they don't give us a lot to work with in this music video. It's very like sketched out. Yeah, so um, I guess we can look forward to Tony Lowe making his um, K-pop debut very soon. You know, obviously, K-pop trainees often cameo in music videos before debut, so he's probably going to be in the next Ador boy group that is coming up. 
if you have any thoughts on this, we're available at Asian Pop Nation at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin, and we are bringing to you the latest news featuring New Jeans and their MV with Tony Leung in it. Um, ironically enough, he only appears in like ten for like ten seconds, but his appearance itself was something to say the least. And just as some of our other APM members said, he did not get paid anything to appear on it so that's a shocker and if you guys have any ideas as to who else might be appearing in a new jeans video and specifically a new jeans music video um in the future please do let us know on asian pop nation across facebook instagram and twitter and of course to kind of round off this segment and lead into the next one about insurance dating sims Oh ho, oh ho, oh ho, bet you have not heard those two words together before. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin, where you guys just heard a con- combination of epic K-pop tracks, starting off with Air Force One by Odd Eye Circle, which is from their comeback EP version up. And before that, you guys heard a Metronome by PH1 featuring Keita. And even more before that, you guys heard a New Jeans with their track ETA, which is from their EP, A Get Up. Now, um, have you guys heard of Dating Sims? Because uh, if you have not, it is basically a game where you simulate a dating experience with a guy. But um, I bet you guys have never heard of insurance dating sims, because a certain Japanese insurance company decided that insurance dating sims were the way to go in order to convince young people to buy and be interested in life insurance. Um, We just thought this was a very interesting piece of news and we would like to talk about it alongside some of our own experiences with dating sims. Hello, hello listeners. Uh, This is Asian Pop Nation. I have a question for everyone. Are you interested in life insurance? No. no. <laughs> Great. Well, a certain Japanese insurance company realized that young people were not very interested in life insurance. And so their solution was to make a dating sim for life insurance. Please yeah, elaborate. Quite... What the heck? <laughs> what um, does dating sims have to do with uh, selling life insurance? Yeah, this company was like, Dating sims are the way to get through to young people, and so they created it. Basically, in this game, you have love interests that try to convince you to purchase different insurance plans. But this is a twist. Despite what it may seem, the main goal isn't to get the insurance, it's to not get the insurance. But as your relationship with the love interest grows deeper, you learn about the different types of life insurance and their features. So, yeah, do you, what do you guys think? Right. Do you think this will be effective? Wait, so the goal is to resist buying? Yeah, Okay. not buy. <laughs> and the further you get, you get treated to a very sultry voice of uh, Tomo Kazu Sugita, or oh. a voice actor with a very deep voice. Okay. 
Yeah, it's so okay. interesting. Yeah, how, how I, is this I, supposed to sell you insurance then? I guess it's like they're like, oh, young people aren't interested in life insurance. So if you present the information in any other form, they are not gonna listen to you.、Mm. But like, if their love interest is uh trying to talk you into it, maybe they will learn. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have experience with these uh dating sims, Josie? <laughs> Uh, Just straight、um, like experts. <laughs> I thought you were gonna、this、say, is... "Do you have experience with um your love interest trying to sell you life insurance?" <laughs> no and yes. <laughs> oh, no to the first to the question of have I had love interest trying to sell me life insurance? No, I have not. Um, yes to the fact that um I did play dating sims and an embarrassingly uh large amount. Um, yeah. Uh, of course. As everyone does, I played Mystic Messenger throughout high school, and I'm sure we can agree.、Yeah. Unfortunately, same. Yeah, the lost sleep over that. Lost sleep over that. I played it in class. Like, ah,、uh, <laughs> I spent、yeah. money on this too. Don't do that, guys. Yeah, no. Why would what what sort of perks do you get in game for spending real world money on a dating sim? <laughs> so pretty much. An app called Mystic Messenger is on your phone, in the game, and then you open it, and then you're connected to this like group chat with these very handsome guys <laughs> and girls, and then they're like, "Oh, join our secret party planning association thing." Anyways, um, so the whole like game is pretty much you like texting and calling these guys. Like at certain times of the day, you can call your selected. Love interests because there's different routes, and then if you miss it, then you miss it forever. So if you spend money, you can like go back and call them. Anyways, as cringe as it sounds, it was great. A good game. There's like voice acting and stuff, and then you can I think you can choose Chinese, English, and Korean.、Mm. Yeah. So it was like they would do one-off like conversations that you would only be able to get if you were there and had the app open at a specific time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, they must have had so many voice actors just on call. It was good. It was very good. Fed into my delusions because they would call me like, "Oh, have you eaten yet?"、Oh. Myself. Yeah, the only reason why I say that it it has lost sleep effects on me and Lee is because、yeah. there were chat rooms that would open at certain times, <laughs> and there were ones that opened at three a.m. in the morning. Yeah, and seven、um, a.m. So that was not fun. I would and... either stay up till four a.m. or set an alarm for four a.m. Yeah, wake up again at seven a.m. before school. Anyways, oh yeah, no, don't do that, guys. Oh no. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Louis,、uh, do you have any other、um, dating sim games that you have played? Yes, I played. I only played like twenty minutes of this other game called Tears of Temis, which is by Mihoyo, which who did、um, Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail and all that. But I totally do not remember anything about it. To be honest, it was just. Hot anime men speaking to you, and you'd collect like their trading cards. But yeah, I played like twenty minutes of that. Yeah, okay. I played Tears of Themis a bit longer than you、yes. did, and basically it operated a bit differently from Mystic Messenger、right. in the sense that it, the gameplay wasn't just around chat rooms and calls. They had other different functions and different events that you could be a part of and all that. Basically, in this game, you are a lawyer at a firm, and you solve mysteries. 
And so one of your love interests is this guy that works as your senior in the law firm. And the other guy is like a childhood friend. There's another guy who is a police officer. And then there's the other guy, I think is like a psychiatrist. Yeah, th- those are the four archetypes of people. Yeah, some of the other um, dating sim games that I've played, I'm really exposing myself out here. Um, and these are probably like some of the bigger, more popular ones out there. But the other one, which has been around for a while, is called Mr. Love, Queen's Choice, I think. That's the full name. In this one, it's very similar archetypes to Tears of Femis. Fun fact about this one, it was actually adapted into an anime, which is interesting. But also the anime kind of sucks because... <laughs> I mean, you'd expect it to suck if it was yeah, based on dating Yeah, trying to like adapt like game format and a lot of the gameplay in that, in Mr. Love is like very blocked off. Like there's, it's, it's like a story that you play through in each level. What they did was they basically transferred that into an anime format. So the entire thing just was just very disjointed. I dropped off this game relatively quickly because it was seemed very much like pay to win kind of vibe. Like if you do not pay money, you are not going to get anywhere. The last one I kind of wanted to run through is also a very, it's a a bit more of like a silly one where you collect cards and it is called Obey Me. Okay, not to expose myself, I played a little bit of this one as well and I think it's like this seven devils oh yeah yeah they have like satan um, yeah yeah all the all the devils that's so and... high school yep <laughs> uh one question i have for you both is what is the appeal of dating sims games for you so basically i guess the main appeal of it is that you can feel like you're emotionally connected to someone without commitment okay i'm done i think for me it was like during my peak weeb era during my high school days it was just like the handsomely drawn men who noticed you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then with mystic messenger it was like because you can choose what you want to say it was like you were actually talking to them wow yeah so it's like parasocial relationships except they're fictional characters 2d characters Okay. I mean, I've always been very parasocial, but it's always been about real people. And I've never ever thought about actually interacting with them. It's been more of the sort of voyeuristic, I want to be a fly on the wall in the recording studio. Um, I've never been like, I want them to ask me directly, have you had lunch yet? Like that feels like, oh, hell no, I don't want that to happen. But I would like to um, just listen to them in a casual conversation with their good friends and you know at a dinner party or something i'd be go okay with that so i never really understood the appeal of dating sims i guess it's the commitment thing jesse it extends so much far as like i just don't want them to interact with me the objects of my parasocial affection i just want them to be as distant as possible preferably like from the 90s or something so like it's as much distant as possible um so that there's no possibility of them interacting with me i think that's why dating sims are just they're just just too interactive (laughs) let's unpack that Yeah, I wouldn't even want to host it. I would just want to be a server. Yeah, just <laughs> and just by. stand there. Listening to the conversation. I think I'm just like very asexual. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so how does it feel to come out as uh, former dating sims enjoyers? Um, I want to dig a six foot hole and bury myself in it. Well, great. You can do that during the break uh, as we play some hot new tracks coming up soon. Uh, Stay tuned here at Asian Pop Nation on Sin. And we will certainly be playing some hot new tracks on Asian Pop Nation on Sin. Thanks for that, Tracy. Um, And also, I hope that you guys have not had 
um, embarrassing dating sim stories from our youth as me and Lee did. But um, we have thoroughly exposed ourselves enough in this segment. We are thriving here at Asian Pop Nation where we just heard a couple of tracks. Starting off with Invited by Stephanie Poetry who is an Indonesian singer signed to 88 Rising. Before that, you guys also heard a driver by Choi Nakta, who is a indie singer-songwriter who has been active in Korea for 10 years. You guys also heard Kickstart by iChilling, which is from their new EP, I'm On It. Now, to all our readers out there, have you ever felt that there was not enough Asian representation in books or in the publishing industry, or that um, Asian books just don't get the, in- the attention that they deserve, or that Asian books just don't get the attention that they deserve? Well, today, here at Asian Pop Nation, we thought that it would be very fitting to run down some of our book recommendations by Asian authors. Now, this will be a two-parter, so we are starting off with a couple of book recommendations from JP, Lee, and myself. And the second parter will feature a bit more book recommendations that we would like to talk about. So I will pass the baton straight along to Lee. I'm back. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. The next topic that we're about to talk about, which are books by Asian authors that we want to read. So who wants to start off? Me, me. I want to start. I want to book. I'm going to book. There's a book I heard about a while ago. I barely know anything about it, but it's called I Am a Cat by, what's his name? Natsume Soseki, uh, Japanese guy. And I think... It's about a cat. Like, it's written from the point of view of a cat. And he literally, the whole story, he just goes around and looks at people and goes, lol, they're so dumb. And he's, like, really elegant. And, like, he writes really, like, he's, like, a noble cat. Like, <laughs> yes, all these people are so dumb and stuff. That's, like, that's literally the whole plot. That's it. Wait, I would read that. That sounds like, it's <laughs> just, would. like, people watching, but, like, heavily judging them. Yeah, no, literally. I think that's the whole story. I need to buy this book for my brother's birthday next year. It's so oh. him coded. <laughs> I'm just looking yes. this up. It was written. It was published 1905. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's really old. It was like, it was around the time when a lot of Western influence was coming into Japan. And there were like, there were a lot of like cultural tensions in there, right? You know, like how much of the Japanese culture do we keep? How much of the Western should we take? You know, and there's like so much tension. I think the cat is sort of like he's on the side of the Japanese, like, man, these people wearing like Western clothes, what a bunch of dummies, a bunch of fools, some peasants, you know. <laughs> Something like that. So that's that's the book I've had my eyes on for a while. That's a great book, JP. Yes, 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 basically. Yes. Tracy, how about you? Got any 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 nice books? Asian books. Uh, the only book I can really recommend right now is the only book I have read this year. And it is a book called There Is No Such Thing as an Easy Job by a Japanese author called Kikuko Sumara. And she writes a lot of stories about like women in the workplace. But this is one of the few books that she's written that has gotten an English translation. Oh. 
and it's just a very interesting sort of it's kind of slight it's mostly slice of life but there are like surrealist elements to it it's uh kind of it feels like i think five or four different stories like short stories but they're sort of continuous and Ooh. each <laughs> oh and Ooh. each one is like a different job that she tries and then after some time she decides actually it's not for her or and then she quits and then she goes to a new job and that's sort of how it's structured and it sort of starts with her in a very small room watching um like watching surveillance and then with each job like the room that she's in gets bigger and bigger and in the last story she's like a ranger in a park so it has this very good feeling of progression through these short stories oh um, I just like magical surrealism. Um, no, magical realism. Mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the genres I kind of enjoy. It's kind of whimsical. Um, and I think this book made me think a lot about how all work is fundamentally emotional labor. And yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a this sounds like you. This is a you book. Definitely. Yeah, this is a me book. Yeah. But Li- it's she's very a... easy read. Yeah, I mean, it's about a woman who, like, quits her job after burning out, essentially. And then she eventually loses the burnout and and joins her job again. But it's very, Mm -hmm. like, it's very easy to read. It's not hard at all. It doesn't arouse any strong emotions in me, which is good, uh, because that's what I look for in a book. (laughs) It's just, like, (laughs) "Mm, it's tasty, some magical realism. But I'm not, like, um, anxious or nervous when I read it at all. We have a whole list of books here. Who wants to talk? <laughs> oh my god! Who wants to own up to putting all these books down? Yeah, who did that? Yeah, who did that? I only put one single book on that list. <laughs> well, you can um, talk about that. It's called "She and Her Cat," and it's by. There's two authors. Another cat book. Yeah. Yeah. It's by Makoto Shinkai, which is uh-huh. yeah. And also Naruki, Naruki Nagakawa, but I don't know if that's real, like really by Makoto Shinkai. Oh, um, but anyways, yeah, it's pretty much about in Japan, there's like four women and their cats. And it's like, I think it's told through the perspective of the cats, like the book oh, that yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just them helping their owner like go through tough times yes that sounds really cute yeah that's all i want to read and yeah who who put all the the whole list of books in this uh i would like to say that i put three but the rest i i i I can't take credit for (laughs) i cannot take credit for um, but I will list down some of the three that I did put. Um, so the first one that I kind of want to read is called If You Could See the Sun by Anne Liang. And she is actually an Asian Australian author. Um, but basically, this book is about a girl that is at an elite Beijing international boarding school. And she is the only scholarship student among all the rich and influential kids there. And then she starts turning invisible and drama happens. Um, I'm basically just reading off the synopsis here, but I thought the um, 
summary was quite interesting. I usually don't really go for like school romance kind of stories. I actually I'm not sure if it's romance, but like school kind of stories. But the cover is really interesting as well. It's like this kind of like um sea foamy paint kind of style cover and that's quite different. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I kinda wanna pick it up and I might pick it up later. Um but the next book that I ran across well, I came across um when I was in Dymox, but it is called A Lonely Castle in the Mirror by Mizuki Sujimura, I think it that's how you pronounce it. And the reason this book caught my eye is because I originally saw an anime movie of the same name that was released in 2022. And I was like, oh, okay, I might watch this later. And then I came across this book in Daimok and I was like, oh, it is a book. So it was adapted from a book and then probably a manga and now it's an anime movie. But um, the concept of it is actually both sad and hopeful because it is about these seven students that are kind of avoiding going to school and they're hiding in their bedrooms and they don't, they can't face their family and friends. And then they discover a portal into another world that offers them an escape. And they gather at this castle where they can like play around and like take refuge during school hours. And they have to locate a key and whoever finds it will be granted one wish. And apparently this book is kind of um showing the unexpected rewards of me reaching out to others and not like staying cooped up in your room and like not yeah th- which i think which i find is just very interesting i haven't decided if i want to watch the anime movie first or to get the book and read that first but um yeah it's looking like it's a pretty interesting one but That's the last book i want to go through is this book called a magic steeped in poison by Judy Eileen, and it is based around Chinese mythology, and it basically follows the protagonist who lost her mother, and, well, she basically accidentally brewed poisonous tea that killed her mother, um, so now she has to travel the world to discover the art of tea making, and yeah that's oh she can brew more tea to kill more people she she accidentally brewed tea that killed her mother and now she's basically almost gonna accidentally kill her sister as well and in order to not do that she's traveling the world in order to like learn more about tea and something and hopefully not kill her sister and wait like is this like every tea she makes is just cursed fundamentally like is that Um, what's going on you know how like sometimes there are like plants and herbs that if you brew them they are poisonous Uh i'm assuming that's kind of what happened here um maybe she didn't know enough about tea or she mistook it for something but i just thought the concept was very interesting and again the cover was really pretty it's a growing trend with me and pretty covers I gravitate towards them. But um, yeah, I might be picking this one up. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation right here on Sin, where you guys just heard a couple of recommendations um, by Asian authors. As you can see, we have a very extensive list and we are very excited to be sharing them with all of you. Now, 
we will have a second little segment featuring some more book recommendations. This is Asian Book Nation. No, I'm kidding. This is Asian Pop Nation. Uh, you guys just heard a couple of tracks, starting off with Misfits Sunday by Drew Young, and before that, you guys heard We Breathe by Shirts and Watts featuring Lotion Money. And even more before that, you guys heard You Know by Han and Chan featuring Jaha. But despite the little joke I made at the start, it is Asian Book Nation today as we continue on with the trend of recommending books by Asian authors in part two of our book segment this week. I forgot to mention a book that someone else put on this list, but it's the... Before the Coffee Gets Cold series. Yo! Is that the one with the cafe? With yeah, the, the, by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. And it's pretty much in like a back alley Tokyo cafe. Um, people that come to this cafe can travel back in time to fix whatever they want to fix or change whatever they want to change. But the only rule is that the trip can only um, be as long as it takes for the coffee to get cold so they have to be back before the coffee gets cold and then there's three books in this series the next one is called tales from the cafe and before your memory fades oh and then also before we say goodbye which is four books but yeah looks very interesting has anyone read it before i hey, want yeah. <laughs> oh okay no i have not read it then why, why did you react so strongly to it no because i'd heard of it before and it yeah, sounded so right. sick oh i was like yo yeah, it sounds sick yeah it sounds like something i'd cry over i think Aww. it's a cry book you know they're going back to deal with their past like of course that's gonna be sad mm-hmm. yeah but oh man yeah turkey did you have any books in this list that you wanted to mention uh no it's just the book that you mentioned as mm. well i saw it in big w or like the book section and i was like oh this sounds so interesting and i wanted to read it i didn't purchase the book but i looked at a local library they didn't have it in like the shelves or anything so i requested the book the oh, only yes. thing is like I got the third, like, last book instead of the first two books. They didn't have the first two. So I'm like, I can't read the last book without knowing, like, what happens in the first two books. So it's, like, a whole schmuzzle. So I've been meaning to, like, borrow the book from the library to read it so it makes more sense. So, but it's on my... Sorry. Do the stories, like, um, like... I thought you can read them like on its own because it's like four little stories within a book, but I might be wrong. Uh, I don't know, to be honest, but I've been like, because I thought it was like, since it's like in like a trilogy, it like goes in sequence. So I was like, oh, I might as well just like borrow all three books at once so I could read it right one after the other. So... I haven't got the three books right now, so it's like I'm waiting till like the library has it. I'm that person who likes reading chronological order, like the order mm-hmm. is specifically there. So it's like, Fair. but it's on my to read book list, like the rest of the other books that I have to read, 
but that's been on like one of the top priorities of reading but haven't got around to reading it but it does seem really interesting to read so another book that is on the list i don't know who put it on there i didn't put it on there but i also want to talk about it apparently it was leisha but she's not here right now so i will talk about it um so just a little bit of a trigger warning it does mention a lot of like mental health things depression that kind of thing um so yeah uh, this book is called i want to die but i want to eat dotbuki uh so this book is called i want to die but i want it but i want to eat dotbuki by beck Dehi. and um it's basically like transcripts i guess of this author's um sessions with her psychiatrist and it's basically just a lot of but yeah it's basically a transcript of the conversations that they have and um her feelings about oh um she she feels like she can um hide her feelings well and she can um do the everyday tasks tasks expected of her but she's still feeling like depressed and like it's just a lot of conversations around why this is happening and all that um and i'm pretty sure a lot of us and a lot of our listeners probably have seen it around if they frequent a bookstore um specifically i do know that in the readings one in emporium they do like a top 10 thing and it's always there in the top 10 um and also fun fact i believe rm of bts also recommended this which is how i first heard of it and then i saw it in the bookstore and like at the top 10 Thing. so this has always been like on my list of to reads and or want to reads um does anyone have any thoughts have they come across this book before no but i have read the goodreads reviews and apparently the psychiatrist is not good um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Uh-oh. yeah take it with a pinch of salt i think like if you're depressed and you're trying to seek solace through this book uh maybe uh, try checking out your school counselor first um obviously talking to a real life person is always going to be better than reading someone else's uh literal therapy transcripts i mean it's kind of i guess this all kind of hit the jackpot like they didn't really have to write anything new they were just like let me literally just document my life and everyone was like hell yeah what a book um but I guess it's because the title is great. Like, it's a great title. I want to die, but I want to eat Tokboki. Like, you would read a book with that on the cover, even if you knew nothing about it. So I feel like that's why it's gotten, like, so popular. Because of the, obviously, RM, BTS thing, and also the great title. That's my two cents on it. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice, nice. I'm a professional hater. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so these are our massive, massive, massive list of books by Asian authors that we want to read or recommend. So, listener, if you have books, other books by Asian authors that we didn't mention and you want to recommend to us, let us know via our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation Sim. Let's book off. Let's book off. It has come to the end of Asian Book Nation. It is now time for Asian Pop Nation to come back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our little rundown of 
recommendations by Asian authors. And if you guys are interested, definitely go check out some of the titles we mentioned today. Um, this will hopefully be a bit of a motivation for some of us to go ahead and read these books. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And we will be playing a few more tracks before I come back to kind of round off the show. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation on Sin. And unfortunately, this will be the last time that you hear me say that on tonight's show, as it has unfortunately come to the end of our show. Um, I will first be telling you guys about the songs you just heard which you guys first heard, The Way Things Go by Biba Doobie. And before that, you guys heard I Do by G Idol. Now, yes, it has unfortunately come to the end of our show. On tonight's show, you guys heard from Saruki, Tracy, Lee and JP, and of course, myself as well. And we talked all about some of the most recent news circulating in Asian culture. Um... Starting off with A2K, which is a new JYP audition program. We also talked about Tony Leung's appearance in New Jeans, new music video um, called Cool With You. And we also had a bit of a interesting discussion about insurance dating sims that a Japanese insurance company made. Um, and lastly, we ended off the show with a giant two-parter featuring some book recommendations that we would love to read ourselves by Asian authors. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's installment of Asian Pop Nation and please stay tuned in for next week's show. We are always on air on Tuesdays from 8pm to 10pm AEDT time and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed um we will be playing a few more songs again starting off with persona by bta matsuki this is asian pop nation on sin (laughs) 